Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and today I'm here with Les Smith at Big Pampa's Breakfast Bistro. Hi, Les. Hi, how are you doing today? Good, thank you. So tell me about Big Pampa's Breakfast Bistro. Uh, Big Papa's Breakfast Bistro, we are ahead of the curve a little bit. We're a little piece of downtown, uptown. So we got the nice ambiance. Uh, we got breakfast and lunch. We try to put it at an affordable price, but also deliver high quality food as well. Okay. How long How long you been open? We've been open for 18 months now. 18 months. So, yeah. you know, just coming out of COVID, you had this plan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fresh out of COVID. This was like the first thing we got into. Okay. And is this something, well, let's, let's stay with the, the, the place itself. You're located up on between 12th and 13th on Northampton. Yep, right across from the school. Right across the school, right. And uh, what you, you said you try to stay ahead of the curve. There are a couple of breakfast places, and, and do you think it's, you think your originality is in what you're serving, how you serve it? What, what is it that makes you different? Uh, I think what makes us difference is the ambiance that we're trying to create. Um, the not only the food, but the names of the food uh, we try to bring back into Easton. You know, I'm born and raised in Easton, so all of okay. our food items have uh, Easton theme names on them. Uh, we're trying to create big portions. You know, where you're actually be somewhere to go to get your money's worth and not leave somewhere hungry. Still, uh, we're trying to. Be creative with like new ideas. It's it's hard to get creative with pancakes, French toast, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, but we're trying to take the the simple things and do them great, and then add a little spin on them as well. Good. When did you come up with this idea? Um, I always wanted to own a restaurant for about since 2015. I wanted to open up a restaurant. I was working at all the restaurants in Easton. Uh, I realized I reached my peak potential as far as uh, how much money I would make, and I started getting interested in opening up my own place. Uh, I did not realize how much it costs to open up your own place. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I quickly took that off my list, and I opened up a landscaping company. Okay. So I did landscaping and construction for eight years. Had a company for eight years. We did that, and uh, COVID hit. It was employees. It's it's been a tough a tough thing with employees. So with construction, it's hard to do a lot of things by yourself as opposed to maybe a restaurant where it could be me and my family here and, and right. we might be able to take on the load. Yeah. I can't bring my family to a job site and think we're going to be able to handle the load there. So so I, I, I seen the opportunity. This was a perfect place. It used to be Mike's Family Restaurant uh, for 30 years. No. Uh, we grew up around here. I went to school right across the street. I used to live across the street when I was a kid. Uh, so to me, I just seen it as a perfect opportunity. It was my time to get back into something that I'd like to do. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, you're a child of Easton mm -hmm. and uh, you, you said you're, you like to name things after Easton as far as your dishes go. The, uh, there, you have a board, an Easton board that you have native Estonians 
put their name on or sign your name to? Yes, yes. You could, uh, if you come in, you eat here, and you are born and raised in Easton, you sign your name on the wall, and you're part of Big Papa's now. Yeah, okay. So where did, you know, where did Big Papa's come from? Who's, who's Big Papa? Uh, I'm, I used Big Papa as I got five kids, so I say Big Papa like that. But it actually came from the construction world. Uh, when I used to have my one buddy working with me, he, he always used to try to do something, and then he couldn't really get it done. And then I'd come over and get it done in like two seconds. And I'd be like, yeah, you need a big papa to come over. So, uh, okay. so then that's how, that's sort of, it just stuck like that. When we're coming up with a name, we were, we tried all different types of names. We try, I tried naming it after my wife, but then she said, uh, just call it Big Papas. And so I was like, you know what, that sounds like a pretty good name. So we stuck with that. Okay. Yeah, cool. And how's business doing? Uh, business is on the cusp of breaking into profitability. Mm -hmm. Um but we're still well, 18 months. You know, that's not long, actually, you know, to, to start to hit that break even point. Yeah, to the to the break even. So we're, we're finally coming up to the point where we're making we're making some money. It's not we're, we're not writing home about how much money we're making, but yeah. but it's better than not making any money like it was last year. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So things are getting better. Uh, we have faith here. We we think this is the place we're supposed to be. We think it's the right place. So we're going to put our 100 percent in until uh, until it reaches where it needs to be. What, what, um, how did you decide on breakfast, breakfast and lunch versus, you know, just a full service restaurant? Uh, it used to be breakfast, lunch, and used to be breakfast, lunch, and dinner when Mike had it, well, Gus had it. Um, he ended up just doing breakfast and lunch. So we came in sort of just trying to pick up that niche, get the, the ball flowing with breakfast and lunch. We hope to introduce dinner, uh, down the road, but with staff, it's been kind of hard. Uh, trying to find the right people that have the same vision as I do. And mm -hmm. especially in the beginning moments like this, it's it's critical that we we put our best foot forward at all times. So mm -hmm. I feel like breakfast and lunch is something we could do 100% right now. Uh, if we added dinner, I feel like we wouldn't be able to do it the way we'd like to do it. Sure. Yeah. You know, obviously you're in a growth mode. Mm -hmm. And uh, where would you where would you like to see Big Papa's in, say, five years? Five years, I would like to be the number one breakfast and lunch place in Easton. I would like to be a household name. I would like for the place to be filled up uh, Monday through uh, Sunday. Yeah. You do have a fair amount of seating capacity. What's the capacity here? Uh, we could seat 63 people. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a large for a breakfast. Yeah, that, that, it is a pretty big space. Yeah. When he, from the outside, it doesn't look that big. People always say, "Oh, wow, you got all this space in here." Right. I mean, we're in. We happen to be, you know, for listeners, we're, we happen to be in the back section. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, is completely hidden from this street view. So. Yeah. Uh, it is surprising how large it is inside. Let's let's talk about you. You mm -hmm. know, you said you're a child of Easton. You grew up yep. here, went to school here. Uh, have you left? Uh, have you always been here? Uh, yeah, always been uh, born in Easton, raised in Easton. I left for like three months one time to go down to Jacksonville, Florida for just a, a construction project. But other than that, always always been a resident of Easton. So construction has has been something you fell into or got into after high school? or Nope, nope. It was sort of, uh, once I realized I couldn't open up my own restaurant, it was, uh, I just said, what can I do? that I could afford to get into. And uh, landscaping was, I bought like this 95 truck and uh, one of those tractor lawnmowers. And, and I just started going to town, just started trying to get work and things like that. And I was starting in the beginning. I was, it was a little slow in the beginning, but I was trying to manage a full-time job at the same time. Mm -hmm. 
uh, once I let go of the full time job, um, I really just took off and I haven't I never turned back. Uh, so your your full time job, what were you doing with that? What was I was that? at a uh, Stoke Coal Fire Pizza. Oh, you were at Stoke. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I helped them. Uh, I was there when they opened, and I was there for probably about six months, eight months after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So restaurant really has always been what you wanted to do since since when? Um, since I was twenty twenty six, I was I had a, a rough a rough childhood. I was a troubled child, so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in juvie and in prison. Yeah. And so when I came out of prison, my last time at twenty twenty six, um, the only place I would hire me was a restaurant. I was working at the Tilted yeah. Kill on Twenty uh, Fifth Street, making eight dollars an hour. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I grew from there, went to Setaluna, worked at Cherubina, worked at Woody's, uh, worked at Forks Pizza, and I closed my, my career down at uh, Stoke. Yeah. And, but I, really, I, liked, I never worked in the kitchen. I worked at McDonald's and stuff when I was a kid, uh, but I, I liked the fast pace of the kitchen. I liked the immediate uh, satisfaction of taking nothing and turning it into something and making it look good. Yeah. So are you chef? Are you, are you, do you I, do the cooking here? Yes, yep, I do. Great. And uh, you, that, your cooking abilities were honed through all these other experiences? Through all the other experiences, yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. And then, so if, reiterating your story, uh, as far as, you know, it, you hit a, you, it was too pricey to open your own place at that point, and you, went, you opened a landscaping at that, yes. at that juncture. Yep. Yeah. And you did landscaping for how long? Eight years. Uh, opened that in 2016. Yeah. Uh, well, seven. So seven years. And we just stopped. Oh, I still do a little landscaping, a little construction, mm-hmm. uh, just to help keep things afloat, keep the the money flow coming in. Sure. Uh, until the restaurant is able to do that itself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so seven years. I did that full time, uh, 12, 16 hour days. Um, about four years ago, we ventured mainly into trying to just do construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, landscaping is a it's a competitive field. Yeah. Um, so construction was a little more fluent. It was a little the money's a little better, a little different. Yeah. Um, the work the work's a little easier. Landscaping's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's hard work, and it's hard to find somebody that wants to work hard too. Right. I'm no stranger to hard work, but I can't do it all myself. Right. I'm sure I hear. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so th- then you shifted and you, you found, did you find this place first? How did, how did you decide now's the time? You, you had, was it, was it finding the place that sort of threw the, flipped the switch for you? Um, it, I, w- I wasn't looking. I just wasn't looking. I knew I've been talking since right around COVID COVID actually the year COVID and the year after COVID was my best year ever financially. Um, Instead of people going out and spending money, they were actually spending money to update their homes. Right. So sure. we were so we were really busy during that time. But I, the busier we got, the the harder it got with the employees and thing people didn't want to work. And so I, I was I kept saying to myself, I want to. There's an easier way to make money. You know, I'm not I don't have to keep working with my back. I don't have to keep stressing out over employees and babysitting people. So I said there is an easier way. So I kept. I kept that in my mind, like I gotta find an easier way to make money. So Dunkin' Donuts closed down and they were like the first ones for rent. So I tried my hand over there. I was just like, let me apply. They didn't, I didn't get it. Someone else, uh, Lachines ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, like two months later, 
uh, mics opened up. And I someone shared it on Facebook, and I seen it, and I was like, that's my shot right there. That's it. I, yeah. we, we were primed. We were ready. We were in a fin- uh, financially good situation to be able to make the move. Um, and we came. We did the application process. There was like 10 other people that he decided from, and he ended up choosing us. And, uh, and then here we are. Great. Now, let's talk about your family. Mm-hmm. Are they all working here? We all work here. My wife works here. She's the server most of the time. Uh, my son, he's 16. He's back there in the kitchen working with me. Uh, my other son is seven. So he's, you, Not, you, you haven't got him in the kitchen we yet. We haven't got him working yet, but you'll see him. He'll, he's usually hanging out on his iPad somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then we have uh, 11 year old, my daughter. She helps with bussing tables and things like that. And we have a one year old and a six month old. Wow. Okay. So we're, so we're kind of, we're busy. You got a big family. That's we got a big family. Five. I want to go for eight. I'm thinking eight, but, but, but five is good. For I'm right one now. of eight. Oh, are you? Yeah, I am. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, you know, it, it's funny because people will ask, well, what's it like growing up with, you know, being, having eight kids in the family? And uh, I just shrug and go, I didn't never knew anything different, you know? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it is what, you know, it is. And uh, it seems like it's a lot for these days. So that's, it is. you know. Family must be mean a lot to you. Yeah, it did. It created my create my own family. Uh, creating um, good it it does mean a lot to me. It's always been something that I wanted to do. Have a big family. Have a big yeah. family. Yeah, that's what my mother it. said. Yeah, <laughs> and she said, yeah, every you know, my mother just you know wanted always wanted to have a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and I think it takes a special person to be able to pull that off and do it, you know, and take care of them and and uh, but but good for you. Yeah, you know, thank you. That's thank great. You. And uh, what else can you tell me about the restaurant? Um, I mean, we're, we're new. We're, we're, we're new. We, we offer catering. Uh, we, okay. rent, we rent our space out uh, for, you know, bridal showers, uh, baby showers, birthday parties. Um, we, we really put a lot of work into the place. It's like a complete uh, 180 of what it used to be. It used to be like um, like a 1980s diner. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we just tried to class it up some, give people a good place to eat. Uh, we also have a food truck. Uh, oh, okay. So we operate the food truck usually on the weekends and events and things like that. Yeah. Um, that was pretty. That's pretty ambitious. That's. I mean, that uh, one of those trucks is not a small venture. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was in the beginning. We seen. Um, so we, so I would say I was thinking naively um, about coming in and thinking that we're going to open the doors and business is going to start flowing up. We were thinking we were going to take right over what Mike's used to be, mm-hmm. but I didn't take into consideration Mike's was closed for two years because of COVID. Oh, so yeah. he had no client base lost, left. Lost his whole client base. So right. if it, it would have been different if he would have closed and then 60 days we opened. Sure. Might have been what I was thinking. Uh-huh. But uh, it didn't happen like that. So we had to think fast. Like, what are we? What are we going to do? Either I got to go back to do construction, or we got to find another avenue in the food industry. Yeah. So uh, the food truck was was our first uh, thing we found, um, and it's been it's been helping us. So where where have you you said uh, special events? Where have you been? Uh, so we parking went your truck. To, we we parked a truck in the back, but we go to we've been to like Comic Con. Uh, we'll go to Bacon. We're at Bacon Fest last year. We'll be there this year. We go up to like Tolino's Vineyards. Um, this this weekend we have like 
tomorrow we're at Tolino's on Saturday. We're at a, a birthday party, and then uh, at the middle school out in Forks, they're doing a recovery event, so we're at that event. And then Sunday, we're at J. Birney Crumb up in Allentown at uh, the Battle of the Bands. Hmm. So, like, yeah. we're just, wherever the wind's blowing, if we if we catch a whiff of somewhere needs a food truck, we're, we're going to yeah. try to be there. I, you know, I, I knew nothing about food trucks, and, you know, I don't want to shift too much away from your restaurant, but mm-hmm. this seems to be a big part of your, you know, what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, how do you, how do you go about finding where you can bring your truck? Because a lot of venues don't necessarily allow trucks. Yeah, and with Easton, it's it's hard in Easton because Easton is really break breaks down on trucks. So, really, a lot of people are breaking down on trucks to where you can only do so much with the actual food truck. So, we find a lot of our stuff on Facebook. Oh yeah, that's like our biggest thing. We get some calls or we get some follow ups from uh, if we were at one event. Uh, somebody like the birthday party we were at forks for a uh, trivia night and after they had our food up there then they asked if we can come to their birthday party so mm. that's how we got that our we went up to forks for their flag football games yeah so it's just about reaching out um and actively searching because if you're if you're not it's not just going to come that's one thing i had to learn last year was our first year the end of the season this year was our first full year um, but I, we still didn't operate at 100% yet. Yeah. I think next year is our real time to shine with the food truck. Great. Yeah. What else? Um, I mean, I, I keep adding, asking what else, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and I apologize for that. But, it, you know, it, it, there's so much that goes on with, you know, a restaurant in general. I, actually, one of the things I think is interesting is that you uh, decided to open the restaurant because it's easier to find uh, employees than this to, uh, for landscaping. Yeah. And yet at the same time, it's a really hard time. Restaurants are having a hard time finding help. Yeah. Uh, are you just keeping it in the family? Do you have anybody else working for you? Uh, we have one server that comes in and we have somebody that comes in and does dishes. Uh, but other than that, we, it's hard to find. I'm looking for like a specific person. Like, sure. This is like, uh, it's like a newborn baby and, you're just not going to let a stranger watch a newborn baby. You want to have yeah. trust and faith in them. So I'm I'm really just being patient on uh, waiting to find the right person that's going to be able to come in and, and do the thing. Because there's other things that I could be doing. Like I could be out on the food truck right now or right. during service. And we have places where we can go to that we ask uh, companies if we can come there on a daily basis. And we could. Um, so there's a little hindrance there where we would. I'd like to be in two places. but I rather give make sure each place is operating at 100%. I learned that lesson with the landscaping and construction mm-hmm. business. Uh, trying to uh, be in too many places at once, it's it doesn't right. work. Yeah. It works well for a little bit, but it really tarnishes your reputation if you if you can't be who you say you're going to be. Right. So I learned that uh, in that industry. Yeah. So I would, if you know, we can put this out as an advertisement too. You're actively looking for the right people. We are actively looking for a right cook and a right server there we go hear that active yeah good come on down to big poppers <laughs> <laughs> that's good um so besides having kids what other hobbies do you have uh i'm i'm an entrepreneur at heart so um if i'm not if i'm not working or if i'm not having kids or with the kids I'm probably <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. not actively yeah. working toward having more yeah, kids yeah, yeah. Working toward having more kids i'm i'm just working on uh I'm just 
doing self-development. Uh, I'm reading. I'm trying to learn new skills. Um, I breed French bulldogs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I looked up your Facebook page and saw all those Frenchies you yeah, know, yep. there. So you're breeding French bulldogs. So I breed French bulldogs, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. It was, it, one of my sons was like, that was the dog for him. He just wanted that dog. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was very allergic to it, so we got yeah. something that was hyperallergenic. But yeah. he, he, you know, he's got blankets with French bulldogs on it and, you yeah. know, everything. Uh, so how long have you been doing that? Uh, for about a year now. So we're really just getting our feet wet um, next year is our year where we're really able to produce some high-quality uh, French Bulldogs. So how did, how did you get into that? Um, I started with Rottweilers. My wife wanted a Rottweiler, so we just bought our house. It was 2019. We just bought our house, and of course, you always want a dog when you get a house. So we, <laughs> so we got a Rottweiler, and then the guy I got the Rottweiler from, he was a breeder. So when I was talking to him, he sort of like was explaining to me how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that it goes, and I was like, well, you know, I always loved dogs. I always had dogs growing up. I always yeah, you been did. a fan of yeah. dogs. Uh, so I said, you know what? I think I think I could breed dogs. I've got an, enough love and passion. I'm not just going to be, you know, just a puppy mill. I'm actually going to be able to breed some good dogs. So we started with the Rottweilers. Um, they're just big dogs. My wife, we had three of them. My wife, she wasn't, she couldn't handle three three mm. big dogs in the house. So we so we started we sort of shifted. Uh, our direction to the French Bulldogs. My my other buddy that I didn't know, he was doing French Bulldogs. And then I started diving into the French Bulldog world, and it's mm-hmm. a whole world out there. So then I was like, all right. this." And then French Bulldogs actually just became the number one uh, pet dog in, in the world. Really? So I was huh. like, you know what? This is probably a good time to shift. They're a little smaller. I could have, I could own more dogs at my house. I can't own you know, five or 10 Rottweilers at my house. Right, um, yeah. But I could have five or 10 Frenchies. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you you are a man with a lot of love to give, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I missed out on giving out a lot of the love when I was young. So yeah. I guess I got... Well, that, that is great. I'm catching up. Good. Let's let's take it to one more time. What else are you doing? Um... Uh, Anything else? I mean, you get your hands full with a whole bunch here. I know. I that I, I'm a, I I enjoy I enjoy having a lot on my plate. I I do enjoy I enjoy having my back against the wall, and it, and uh, just trying to focus and create the time and the opportunity to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so. Th- I had more with the construction. I had more on my plate, but I really just started buckling down uh, a few months ago on on my focus and really getting things in order. So I sort of tried to get everything off my plate and focus on uh, the restaurant, the food truck, and the dogs. I read this, uh, this book from good to great. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and so as, as I was uh, listening to it, cause I listened to them, sure. you know, they say it takes no, it's no harder work to be great than it is to be good. So, but he also said that, uh, if you have too many shiny things in front of you, it's hard to be great. So I sort of had a, I had to just shift down and compile what the things that I could be great at. Yeah. And uh, I could be a great breakfast place, a great food truck, and a great dog breeder. Well, that's that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, well, that's great. I mean, it is great to hear you. You know, I'm a I'm an avid audiobook you know, listener, mm-hmm. reader. 
and uh, mostly on business topics and, and uh, creativity and things like that. And you know, to keep learning, it, I think, is so important. It uh, helps you grow on, uh, personally and professionally, and, and uh, so kudos to you. And uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. I think we did. Okay, <laughs> Les, thank you so much for inviting me to Big Papa's Breakfast Bistro and, and giving me your story. No problem, man. Thank you for coming down. I appreciate it. It was my first podcast, and I think I was on someone's podcast. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton, PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.